Well, I want to welcome you to Women of Substance today. Uh, this podcast hopefully will encourage you and empower you to do what you feel like is in your heart as far as ministry or business or anything that God puts in your heart to fulfill your destiny. And that's uh, what I really want to do. I think that uh, women especially have so much responsibilities and, uh, and yet, you know, God wants to give us the desires of our heart. And so um, maybe this is an opportunity where you can kind of examine your life and see if you fulfilled what he's put in your heart to do. And if you haven't, maybe it's time to get started. And hopefully this will encourage you to do so. Today is just a really special day for me because I'm going to interview my cousin. And her name is Kelly Jeffrey. She lives all the way over in California. (laughs) I'm in Tampa. So we're all the way across the nation from each other. But a couple of weeks ago, I got to be with her in Ventura and they have a place there. It's so beautiful. And we had a great time together. <laughs> so, uh, but I want to welcome her today. Kelly, thank you for joining me. <laughs> thank you. I'm happy to be here. My first Good. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I believe it'll be great and you'll do many more. <laughs> um, uh, Kelly has always just been an inspiration to me. And she's just a wonderful wife and mother. And uh, just uh, has been so determined to do certain things in her life. She she exercises, she eats right, you know, <laughs> she's very disciplined. And um, years ago, she started her own business. And, and we'll get into a little bit of how that happened. But I want her right now to tell us about the present day business, about what she has right now and what she's built. Can you tell us a little bit about your business? Sure. So we own a little cafe. It's um, at UCI Medical Center. It's right next to the Cancer Center. um, And we've been there for 27 years. That's wonderful. It's kind Um, of a little Starbucks. Um, We serve sandwiches and uh, also we do the smoothies and all the healthy things. That's great. And and you um, started um, just by kind of searching an idea, of, you know, tell us about how you, because I know, I understand that you didn't even drink coffee or didn't, <laughs> didn't really like coffee. <laughs> so how did you get started? Well, I, you know, I always wanted to be, have some sort of business on my own ever since I was probably in my teenage years. And back then, back in the the eighties, you you know, not many women did much business on their own. You, they were really either secretaries or teachers or uh, nurses. And yeah. I have to tell you that your mom really inspired me. Um, one summer, I went out to work with Scarlett and her mom and dad and her uh, and her brother Keith and. Uh, her mom and dad ran a motel at the beach and they kind of split up the duties um, that they did. And because your dad really wasn't too much into, you know, giving direction or telling people what to do or giving commands of any sort, your mom had been a teacher. So she was pretty used to that. So she was pretty much the one that ran 
the office and, and the motel. And then Dawn was always there to help her. And she was so inspirational to me because it was the first woman I'd ever seen that was commanding and had a great business instinct. And, you know, she was, she was so inspiring that I thought, you know, maybe I can do this someday because I didn't really have many role models, you know, to look at back in the eighties. And she was an inspiration to me. I mean, she, I remember after I graduated from college, I went into the hotel industry um, because I was, I really enjoyed working at the motel with you guys. (laughs) And um, I went to work for Marriott and I went to work in their, their smaller hotel division a hundred units or less. So I was working residence ends and courtyards and management. And they had decided through like thousands of dollars of, uh, you know, um, focus studies that building restaurants for these, you know, this type of a hundred or less you know, rooms mm-hmm. was probably not the best thing to do because most people that stay at small, you know, hotels or motels want to eat out. And I can remember your mom saying that years ago. <laughs> yeah. My dad wanted to build a restaurant. Yeah, and she said, no, we don't need no. to. <laughs> she was just such an inspiration with a good business instinct. So um, she was pretty much the inspiration for going into business for myself. As far as the actual idea, um, I had married um, Alan back when I had, uh, I was still working for Marriott. We met in, in the hotel industry and he had come from the construction industry and it always worked for himself. Mm-hmm. And I had always worked for someone else. And so when we met and married, I said, oh, I have, we have to have our own business. Yeah. And he said, well, bring me some ideas and, you know, and I'll, I'll really think about them. So every day after work at Marriott, I would come home with a new idea and he'd say, oh, no, I don't, you know, I don't think that's going to work. And, you know, we were trying to keep it small because we didn't want to invest a lot of money. Right. And, um, so I came home one day, uh, Starbucks was a big account for me at the hotel. They were building coffee businesses everywhere. And I said, what if we were to start with a cappuccino cart at, at, you know, a major campus somewhere? And he said, you know, I think that's a great idea. Well, the problem was I didn't even drink coffee. So I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> how to run a coffee business. <laughs> That's kind of how we started. I, um, I learned about coffee and uh, I decided, you know, I found a location that would be perfect. It, it was on a campus, but at the medical center campus. Right. And, um, we opened a cappuccino cart. It was just me and one employee and a blue ice chest and a cappuccino cart. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I think sometimes we think we have to have everything that we would need to start something. And really, you just need the bare necessities to really get started. Um, and I, and you know, I know from ministry that, 
Uh, we just needed chairs and a couple of Bibles and, you know, a little rent, rented place and let's get started. You know, and we're, when, you know, I know some ministers, well, we have to have a sanctuary. We have to have, you know, just all the advertising and we have to have all this. But really, if you're serious about starting something, you can start really small. Yeah. And you don't need to, to uh, discount yourself because it's a small start, a small beginning. I think it's very important to know it's okay to start small, isn't it? It is. And I think um, I learned from, I talked to someone from South Africa years ago uh, that worked in the hotel industry. And he said the reason that he moved to America was because in his own country, uh, first of all, he had to slay a lion once he was 16 without, you know, a gun or anything. So he decided to move, you know, so he didn't have to do that. (laughs) He said, when you're an immigrant in another country, your family is happy if you just make it. They're not all these, you know, you you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or Mm -hmm. all these stipulations that really happen when you're in your own country. Yeah. So I did face, you know, I, I had got to a really nice management position with Marriott and I really ha- I had to quit, which was hard because I worked for seven years for them and I climbed the corporate ladder. Yeah. And I went from that to just serving coffee to people. Yeah. And it was such a mind shift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt like I had failed, but I, I I had to not think about that. I had to think like an immigrant that yeah. I, I'm just starting and this is I'm going to give it the best I can. And maybe it's not going to be a large place in the beginning, but that will be my goal at some point. Right. And at least with starting small. I was one of the employees so I could give the best customer service and it was easier to run with just having, you know, myself and one employee. Sure. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. Yeah. Once I was able to humble myself and, and it was good. Yeah. Although a year into my contract, um, uh, I had a baby and mm-hmm. Alan decided, okay, well you, need more help. I'm going to quit my job, which scared me because <laughs> we weren't making it from the, the coffee place. So I would come to him every month and ask for money to pay the vendors. So he goes, no, no, it's going to be okay. So, you know, he comes into the business and about a month down the road after that, they tell me uh, at UCI, they said, okay, we've decided to go with another vendor. Oh, we're going to switch to um, Marriott, which was interesting since I came from Marriott <laughs> and you, you have 30 days to wrap things up and move. Oh no. So this is where Fred Price came in. Um, oh. Alan. So Alan and I were devastated hearing the news and um, we're like, Oh my goodness, we sunk all our money into this venture. And, you know, I, we just didn't even know where to turn. Yeah. And um, we were completely devastated when we first got the news because we have a newborn baby. Yeah. We, uh, he doesn't have a job because he quit. Right. And we were going to make this place go. 
And we started, he had always listened to Fred Price, um, Walk by Faith, Not by Sight. And so we started listening to him and we started making a game plan of how to keep the business. And Mm -hmm. we started, back then you didn't have email, so we started letter writing campaigns. And Mm -hmm to write everybody we could think of since UCI was a public university and they had state funding. And then we started calling everyone that we could think of. And this was a time that I didn't really tell too many people what was going on because sometimes when you tell other people in your life that you're going through a crisis, they want to pity you and it's not what I needed to hear at that time. And the few people I did tell said, well, you know, you just need to look for another location. And it wasn't the advice I needed at that time because we decided we were going to fight this. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I go, I go to sleep one night. I have this dream about um, my next door neighbor that I grew up with. And it just so happens that he was a contract attorney and had been working for Universal um, here in California. Oh, I had grown up with him. And so I, I call him and we meet and he said, you know, well, let's file a lawsuit against, you know, the university because you bought certain equipment and yeah. you had an arrangement orally that you were going to continue this contract. And I had told him, you know, well, I talked to my contact and he said, well, unless it's written, it doesn't matter. And I never forget. Um, he, Scott was his name. He said, are you kidding? He goes in universal. We go on handshakes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's interesting. You yeah. Wouldn't think that, would you? I wouldn't think that. No, me neither. So he files a lawsuit and then Alan goes, well, we need more publicity. So I call the LA times and um, I tell him the whole story. Cause it was kind of like a David versus Goliath. Uh, (laughs) I understand. (laughs) And it must have been a slow news day because they literally (laughs) sent someone out to interview us that day. Wow. Take pictures and um, really, and the next day the, the, uh, the story came out. It went on the national I didn't even know there was a national LA times, but there was cause dad bought it and read it in Texas. <laughs> one of our customers was furious about it. They started a petition that at least, I don't know, 1100 people signed uh, for us to stay there. And they were so mad at the new company taking over them. So the new company was Marriott which is who I came from. <laughs> Someone got the personal fax number of Mr. Marriott and started distributing it. And then they were sending hate faxes. <laughs> to Mr. Marriott <laughs> that they were trying to, you know, close a small business and that we would be up on the streets with the newborn baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of that, you know, came to fruition. And finally UCI said, okay, we'll sign 
one year contract for you. And that was 26 years ago. Oh, hell neat. (laughs) (laughs) So there there are times where you have to fight, aren't there? (laughs) Yes, there are times when you have to fight. There are challenges every day. I mean, the pandemic has been a huge challenge. I bet it has. For every restaurant, it's been a challenge. But this was really hard because um, it did take a lot of faith. We were scared to go to work because we're at a major hospital. Sure. Yes. And to see when this first started, um, the doctors, no one knew anything about the, the virus. Right. And the doctors were scared, which made Alan and I, you know, really scared. Right. But, you know, we decided we needed to stand next to them and buy them. We've been with them, uh, all the customers there for 27 years. And we need to be as much in the fight with them as they were for our community. Yeah. Oh, that's nice, Kelly. Yeah, it was it was it feels good to do the right thing. And that was the thing. Right. Exactly. And um you were helping with masks and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, we donated. Um, I'm very proud that we donated a lot last year, and we donated masks, and we donated food, and we set up mm-hmm. a GoFundMe page for the community to donate food. And That's uh, You know, it really, when you're scared and you have a lot of fear, what helped me during this pandemic was really giving, yeah. uh, giving whatever I could, whether it was working really hard, giving money, you know, giving food, giving anything I could just helped combat that fear. That's really neat. Yeah. And, and so many people close down and close out and isolate and, um, and I know that there was a time where we all had to isolate. Yeah. And do that. But I think that uh, you're right. When you're reaching out and helping others, sometimes it really does dissipate our own fears and struggles and maybe even self-preservation and all the things. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, wonderful. It helped to put everything back into the right context. Yeah. I, you know, the fear was so great at the very beginning and, right. And, you know, my first, everybody wanted to isolate and stay away. And um, we were in a business that was at a medical center. So we were the only restaurant I knew that needed to stay open because they didn't have very many places to eat. Right. So that wasn't an option to do that. And, um, it just felt so much better once I could, you know, to give to anybody. It didn't even matter. Just yeah. any type of giving really, really helped. That's good. Really good. Well, I just um, know that, you know, through these years, 27 years, <laughs> that, you know, there's been probably all kinds of struggles, you know, and, and then, too, all kinds of really great things happening. Um, one I think is remarkable is that you have your own line of coffees 
and uh, Miss Kelly's coffee and all my family loves it. <laughs> um, I told you my daughter wanted me to get some while I was out there <laughs> a couple of weeks ago with you. Can you bring home some coffee? <laughs> so um, I think that's really neat that, that you had your, you know, have your own line. Did, now, did, can people buy that online or do they have to come to Los Angeles and Anaheim to get that? <laughs> well, we used to have our own line. Oh, okay. During the pandemic is a lot of the vendors that all the restaurateurs worked with. Yeah. They were having their own problems. And uh, they, the people that we had um, make our coffees ended up shutting down and they only have uh, a where they only have a place, I think in the Midwest. So it's, yeah, I had to find another place to buy coffee from. So we no longer make our own mixes like yeah. we used to. Um, for years, you know, we sold our own. I, we had gone to a food chemist and made our own mocha and our own chai. And for years, we sold it. And we still have the recipe. When things get back to normal, we will um, make it again. Oh, good. In the meantime, we can't sell it because we don't have it. I have not buying from other people. The, the few people that are left in business, I'm buying from. Mm. Wow. It's, it's been another challenge because yeah. the vendors have really suffered. Yeah, I bet. So yeah. it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's been a difficult couple of years and, to say we're back is not really true. I mean, we are still down, but just like everybody, we're in the same boat. All, you know, yeah. we're trying to make the best of situation and reduce our expenses where we can hold mm-hmm. out and make it. Sure. But, but uh, yeah, for years we did sell our mix. <laughs> just not yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if somebody wanted to find you, um, how do you have a website they could look, look at or uh, find sure. a location? Yeah. It's uh, Miss Kelly's cafe and bakery. Okay. That's, Good. Our, that's our website. And um, we do ordering online. We're now a cafe. We grew from a cappuccino cart to a cafe back in 2013 and it's a little indoor-outdoor Euro cafe next to the Cancer Center. Uh, I tell most people I know, hopefully I'll never see you because <laughs> it means they're at the hospital for some reason. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I understand. We are there for people that, you know, are at the hospital and going yeah. through difficult times because yeah. – Hence my dieting all the time because I want to stay in shape since sure. you know that that's so important to stay out of the hospital. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Take care of ourselves, right? Take care of ourselves. Yeah. That's good. Well, I really, uh, you know, well, maybe one last question. I know we've talked for a while, but. If if some young girl was to come to you and say, I want to start my business, you know, and this is what I'd like to do, <laughs> what would you would you say, Don't do it? <laughs> or what, what advice would you give her? <laughs> you know, I would tell her 
um, to do something that she truly enjoys because mm -hmm. you're going to be working really hard at whatever you're getting into if you're going to yeah. go into business for yourself. And so you really need to enjoy it. And um, it's real important that you try to stay small, I think, in the beginning. And not only does it prepare you for knowing the inner workings of your business, because mm -hmm. you started from the ground, it also, if it, it doesn't make it, you don't lose that much. Oh, that's good. And don't be scared to fail because... Truly, you know, I'm at a medical center where they do a lot of research and scientific experiments. And the way they discover things is through failure. And I truly think that success is the road to success is through failure. Certainly, I've failed many a times at my own business. And so now I know a lot of ways that I shouldn't do business are yeah. <laughs> a lot of products that, you know, are just not going to make it, but that's okay. Yeah. 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 And I think sometimes we fail and then we just beat ourselves up and think, Oh, I'm just going to quit. You know, yeah. I can't do it. And, and uh, that discouragement sets in. So that's really good advice because yeah. um, anything yeah. I've ever been involved with, usually it takes two or three times to get it, yeah. <laughs> to get it right. And, um, and certainly in ministry and, um, even with my parents' motel, I mean, they had so many opportunities to quit. <laughs> you know, they get it all right and get it all going and maybe making some profit. Here come a hurricane, you know, right, right. <laughs> Knock the whole thing down. Or, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you have to, I remember the one of the first, the most devastating hurricanes that they had, uh, my dad said, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Just mow it down and we'll, you know, the ruins and we will sell the land. And mother said, no, we'll come back bigger and better. <laughs> Bring your rooms. And, you know, and, and they did, they actually did. So uh, I think that's the time you really have to step in and say, okay, we can do this and we can do it. And it was better. It was time really to remodel anyway. Yeah. And uh, kind of refurbish and uh, freshen things up. And so they got, you know, a really nice federal loan because of the hurricane. And there they go, you know. Yeah. So you have to kind of, um, and what I hear, hear you say is, you know, take some risk. Um, some people call it risk. Some people call it faith. Maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know. but It's definitely have, both. Yeah. You have to step out there, don't you? Yeah. And then, like you said, manage your disappointments, um, mm -hmm. not to go down the road that you want to beat yourself up. And you just have to keep on being persistent and, you know, and growing through even your failures. You learn things. Yeah. So, and that tenacity will, will bring success. Definitely. Well, yeah, that's great. Thank you for that. It inspires me right now. <laughs> it does because, you know, there's things that I still haven't done that I want to do. And um, it just sometimes it's hard to make those first steps. You think, oh, can I really do this? That <laughs> yes. you've been very inspiring today. Oh, thank you. And I, I think the first step is probably the hardest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Well, thank you so much, Kelly. I love you so much and I appreciate you. And I'm glad you're my cousin. <laughs> and um, you're coming to see us soon. I'm so excited. <laughs> coming to Florida. <laughs> we'll have some more real fun. But um, thank you so much for today. You're very welcome. And I want to tell everybody out there to, if you're in Los Angeles, Anaheim or Irvine area, go by and see Kelly and drink some coffee. And, and meet Alan, her husband, who's great. I love him dearly. Um, and you'll you'll be blessed because of that. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. Um, in fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. And so uh, hopefully this has spoken to you. If uh, if you would like to, we have a, a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith journal and it comes out once a quarter and we'd love to send that to you has interesting articles and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world so uh, if you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com then you can uh, give us your address we can send you our grace and faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We passed our local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.